0: Have you ever had any awkward money situations with a friend of yours? Of course, we've all been there. With friends, no, because I never really lend or borrow money from them.
1: If it was more money, I think I would care more.
0: Is this a conversation you would want to have?
1: I mean, in general, yes. With this particular person, no.
2: <laughs> I'm Rima Khreis, and welcome to This is Uncomfortable, a podcast from Marketplace about life and how money messes with it.
1: I lent some, my friend some money. It wasn't a lot, it was like 150 bucks. And he says, oh, I paid you back, and he didn't. It was BS.
2: Actually, it's so funny because right now on WhatsApp, a friend just asked me to lend him some money.
0: Is that right there on the screen right here? Yeah. He, wow. uh,
2: he asked me for money quite a lot. I want to think that our friendship is based on more than money. <laughs> so I need to bring it up at some point. It just hasn't been the right time. This week, friends and money. When you lend or borrow money from a friend, it can, well, it can lead to problems. Last year, Brittany Marquez got a text from her best friend.
1: Like, hey, I hate to ask this of you and feel free to say no, but is there any way you can spot me until I get paid X and X date? Her friend,
2: who we're calling Marie, was asking for a couple hundred dollars.
1: And Brittany thought, I mean, I've been there. I've struggled before. So I'm just like, yeah, sure, as long as you pay me back, that's fine.
2: Brittany is a nurse who lives in Denver, and her best friend Marie is someone she's known since middle school. She's the kind of friend who brings soup when you're sick and knows exactly what to say when you're crying. So when just a couple weeks after that first text, Marie hit her up again, asking for another few hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, like,
1: sure. Yeah, that's fine. I totally get it.
2: Would you ask her what she was going to use it for?
1: No, I never asked.
2: She thought that would sound condescending. And Brittany knew Marie was struggling. She was juggling two jobs that didn't pay a lot. But it became a pattern. Every few weeks, Marie would hit Brittany up for more money, sometimes as much as $800. And even though Marie would always pay her back within a few weeks, Brittany started to get annoyed. I was like a bank every month, kind of. Then one day, Brittany was
1: hanging out with her boyfriend. And they were talking about Marie when he goes, Hey, didn't you just loan her X amount of money? Like, yeah, she borrowed $200. Well, I just saw on Snapchat that she's at like the Rockies game.
2: On social media, Brittany started seeing things that really bothered her. Marie would ask for money, then just days later, post pictures bar hopping and at baseball games.
1: If you're that broke, you sacrifice your social life a little bit or you do really cheap things. Going out bar hopping, it's so easy to spend like $100 in a night.
2: And it's not like Brittany herself had a lot of
1: money lying around. So my mom would be like, if she doesn't pay you back, what are you going to do? Because that was part of that was like my mortgage money, you know, and it's like, well, if I can't pay my mortgage, then I'm screwed.
2: But Brittany didn't want to let her best friend down, and
1: Marie always paid
2: her back. After about a year of this, though, Brittany finally hit her breaking point. She was at the gym on the treadmill scrolling through Facebook when she saw something from Marie. It was like four or five pictures. Pictures that made her heart sink. Marie had taken on a new expense, something cute, but definitely pricey. She bought a puppy.
1: I remember being angry and frustrated and upset. She kept thinking. You don't need this dog. Like, you don't need this dog right now. If you were really trying to get out of a financial bind, you wouldn't be spending $500 on a puppy.
2: Did it make you feel, like, foolish or silly? Like, how did you feel about yourself?
1: It made me feel like taken advantage of a little bit.
2: Marie had literally borrowed $800 from Brittany a week before. She couldn't let this one go, so she whipped out her phone and started typing an angry text.
1: Hey, I saw you got this dog... It's like, I've been loaning you $800 or money every month. I just don't understand what you're spending your money on, you know? Like, I don't think your dog was a priority if you're borrowing money from me. Without skipping a beat, Marie shot back a text. She was pissed. How dare you judge me and tell me what to do with my money and I work hard. And if I want to spend it on what I want to spend it on, then I will. All of a sudden, Brittany wondered if she came across
2: too harsh. She didn't want her friendship to end over $800. So the next
1: morning, she followed up, apologizing for the text. Then she was like, well, I'm just not going to borrow from you anymore, so this won't be an issue.
2: And how did you feel when she sent that? I'm kind of relieved, to be honest with you. The next time they saw each other, they both apologized and made up, then quickly changed the subject. And since then, they've tried really hard to avoid talking about what happened and really to avoid money altogether. Like, before they'd always take turns paying for things, and now they just split the bill.
1: I don't want either of us to feel like, well, I paid X amount of money and she only paid this, so, you know, she's using me or vice versa. Still, till this day,
2: Brittany doesn't know why Marie was constantly hitting her up for money. I asked if she could put me in touch with Marie, but she was too nervous. She didn't want to piss her friend off or have this whole money thing become a bigger deal. And I get that. Sometimes it's just easier to brush difficult things under the rug. But coming up after the break, we hear from two friends who decide they do want to talk. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need to change a pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway, maybe somewhere tropical. Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Shay Holloway has always wanted to be an actor. He went to this high school in Rochester, New York, known for its theater program, and as a senior won the title of Best Drama Student.
3: It felt like, okay, like, this feels like destiny. So I was like, you know, I got to give this a true shot, you know what I mean?
2: So he did. When he graduated, he moved to New York City, and every day he'd go to auditions. For the last decade, he's been in and out of the city, chasing the stream. And he's gotten a few breaks. Like, he was on a show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, and he plays a recurring role in an award-winning web series called Dark Justice. But it's never been enough to pay the bills. So he's worked in hospitality and picked up odd jobs on the side. Because, you know, New York is expensive.
3: Yeah, you got to also think about laundry, you got to also think about food, travel. You want to go on this audition, but this costs like a round-trip metro car. you know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot, you know, it's just a lot you don't think about at first because you're just like so gung-ho in the dream, but the devil really is in the details.
2: He'd find ways to make it work. Like, for a while, he was sleeping on the living room floor in an apartment in New Jersey that he shared with four other guys.
3: Our rent was like only 800 bucks, so we would only pay like 147 Like Oh my God. I know it was really cool. Uh, but sometimes it was pitiful because I couldn't even afford that. It was crazy. I'm like, okay, I got mm. my I got my phone, but I got this. I'm like, damn, I'm not even going to make it enough to do this.
2: To save money, he'd also walk everywhere instead of taking the subway or live off bologna sandwiches. But about a year and a half ago, Shay hit an especially rough patch. He was out of work and needed money to help pay for food in the subway. And he thought about his options.
3: Um, so I kind of either had to make it happen myself or hope for a miracle or or swallow my pride and ask. And I have a lot of pride.
2: So Shay says he did something that felt really hard. He texted an old high school friend, Peter, and asked for help.
3: And I just felt so bad. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, what are they going to think of me? This is so bad. Mm-hmm. And, but at the same time, I got to be realistic. Like, I need to eat. You know what I mean? Like, I need to mm-hmm. get over that. And I kind of look at like my friends as like an extension of my family.
2: He asked Peter for a small loan, $50.
3: That's very manageable to pay back, and I'm still, I'm able to pay that back and get myself back on track, you know what I mean?
2: Peter texted, sure, no problem. Don't even worry about paying me back. It was a huge relief. Then, a few weeks later, Shay asked Peter for another $50 loan. This time, Shay paid it back. And a month later, he asked, Again. Then again.
3: Well, I had a code name for it, Schwingity swing, and it kind of felt oh, like wait, less wait. it took away a little bit of the sting, you know what I mean? It's like okay. Wait, I need wanna... to
2: back up for a second. No What'd worries. you call it? The
3: swingity <laughs> swing. You wanna swing me uh twenty or fifty bucks, I'll pay you back.
2: This cycle went on for over a year. But then Peter's responses slowed down. And finally, this December, Shay texted Peter to swing him a few bucks, and Peter texted back. Sure. But it'd be the last time. He'd send Shay the loan money plus a hundred dollars as a gift. But after this, Peter wanted to stop with the loans. Hi, Peter. Hello. Hey.
0: Oh, okay. Here we go.
2: Um, cool. So Shay's friend Peter is actually you. Peter Balanon Rosen, one of our producers for This Is Uncomfortable. He invited Shay to come on the show to talk about all of this, and he was down.
3: I wanted to put it all out there on the table, like if something's bothering you. I wanted to, like, clarify something's bothering me. I wanted to
0: get out there. Um, I feel like good friends can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you are one of, like, my oldest friends here in the city. Like, right, I, I think I know longer... you for, like, a decade yeah, plus. More, more yeah. at this point.
2: Peter and Shay acted in plays together in high school. And even though they've fallen in and out of touch over the years, they're still pretty tight. Like, when Shay moved back to the city a couple years ago, he crashed on Peter's couch for a bit.
3: It was so cool. I was like, oh, I'm so proud of Peter. Like, he's like an adult doing it in Brooklyn. And it's like, he had a very nice apartment. I'm like, you better go ahead, boy. Um,
0: <laughs> it was fun. It was yeah. nice. My roommate, Dean, we the three of us would hang out a bunch. Yeah, he's really it was cool.
2: good. Shay eventually found a room for rent across the city and they stopped seeing each other as much. Now, sitting across from each other in the studio, Peter had some things he wanted to ask Shay about the loans.
0: Well, I'm curious why it hit me up. Of all people. I don't know. Like I
3: felt like we're both in the city. We both have the acting background. Like you kind of like un- understand how tough it
0: is to be an actor and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I felt
3: like you had my back. I don't know. I just was a
0: feeling. I assumed when you were hitting me up because it was just small amounts. It was yeah. like thirty bucks, fifty bucks, eighty bucks here and there. Yeah. You were also hitting up other people too, right? No. 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 I was never like that. I never really needed like
3: a crazy amount. Like just enough to get a metro card and some food. If I had to do laundry, do some laundry.
0: Oh. So how did it feel when I sent the text message where I was like, I don't want I this to so pe-
1: bad. keep
3: happening? Yeah, yeah, I felt bad. Um, it was kind of tough because it was like I didn't want to like uh, have anybody think less of me
0: in that way. You know what I mean? Did it impact your financial situation?
3: Um, No. Um, I've kind of just been home a lot, so I haven't been really, like, um, spending. Like, I sleep a lot.
2: I'm just gonna get real on this podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is real. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll admit, when <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> I, at first I was, like, really intent, I was like, yeah, I want to help, I want to help. And then I think as it got more consistent, yeah, then it started, like, becoming more, Naturally. a little more annoying. Yeah. Every month, I would, like, get a text, or every two months, and, like, be like, oh, this is kind of our only point of contact. We weren't really, like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. I started asking myself, like, am I a part of your budget each month? It's like, do I look at you like an ATM? Not necessarily that, or it's just,
3: like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would feel, like, really, really bad, you know? Um, every time I ask, and I always can... Intuitively tell that it bothered you. So that's funny you say that you it was could always tell? in the back. I could tell. It how was could like, you tell? Oh, this is like the worst.
0: <laughs> wait, 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 how could you tell? I don't know. It was just the vibe. Um, is it because it, it was the vibe?
3: It would was take a vibe. like a day or two to text that me back. There was a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. There was a vibe. So I'm like, damn, I'm doing too much.
2: Whenever you would hit up Peter, did, like, how did you? Were you nervous?
3: Yeah, every time. You were? <laughs> yeah, every time. I'm like, oh god, I feel like I'm that guy. Like, is this what you want to be in life? Like, this is what you studied so mm-hmm. hard for in all these schools and debt for, just to be known as the guy that's like the IOU guy.
2: Did Did you know he felt that way, Peter?
0: No, I didn't. I mean, because it was just all through text. And I'll be too I, scared to ask. And I think, I think at first I was... I, I don't,
2: was, don't know if you caught that, but Shay said, I'd be too scared to ask in person, which I get. It's easier to text about money than to actually talk about it. In a way, I feel like Shay and Peter were... Doing the same thing. They were hiding their feelings.
3: That's why I guess I like theater so much, because I guess it's hard to express things in real life. Like, I'm just like a keep everything in type of person. You know what I mean? I have a lot of pride, and I got to be
0: strong. I've always grown up to be strong. Talking to you and, like, hearing this in person, now I'm like, oh my god, of course. Like, if you need... If you need, but a now log- I feel
3: different because it's a weird thing. Because not after I hear all of this stuff, I'm yeah. like, dang, I really got to like get it together and like chill. But like. it's
0: honestly the money wasn't really the issue. Like, I could I could be fine with losing the money. Like that wasn't on my mind. I think it's just like just getting the swingity swing text and having no other contact. <laughs> the less is
3: this thing made me feel a little weird. I get that. I received that. I wish you would express that to me because I feel like then maybe you have a certain type of feeling towards me. You know what I mean? And it feels like I can't really defend that.
2: As a sort of third party, it feels like one of the big things that led to all of this is that Peter and Shay just weren't hanging out like they used to. It takes an hour on the subway to get to one another. So instead of going to the park or grabbing food these loans kind of became their whole friendship.
3: You lived on one side of the city, and I lived way on the other side. True. Uh, and I would just be like, damn, that would be money, and I need to get to work tomorrow. Like, I'm like, uh-huh. I don't know. I looked at it as frivolous. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess that makes me feel like I'm sorry now because I'm, I'm over here thinking, like, why won't Shay hang out with me? And you're over there being like, no, I'm just, like, in a tough spot, and I need a friend to have my back. And instead of being that friend, I was thinking about all these things. You've
3: been that friend, so you shouldn't think like that.
0: Well, I could have called you up and been like, hey man, here's how I'm feeling, rather than being like, sorry dude, bye. Like, it's easy to just send that cold text and be like, no can do. It was cold, but there was still love there.
2: To be clear, I don't think there's any shame in wanting to set boundaries, and there's definitely no shame in leaning on your friends and asking for help. Really, it feels like the problem here is that they just didn't talk openly about things.
0: I think maybe I could have tried to show up for you in ways that weren't money, like moving to the city by yourself, starting new jobs, chasing your dreams. Like, that's not an easy thing. And so I could have called you to see how you were doing. And that, I don't know, I think is as much a part of supporting people in a relationship and more so than money it's got,
3: I'm kind of emotional yeah <laughs> <laughs> this makes me feel like i need to be more vocal and not keep everything in it's cool to hear uh people like actually care about me and stuff like that sounds mad dramatic but it's cool because like i spend a lot of time in my own head and when you said that it was kind of like i felt felt good about that
2: Hearing Shay and Peter talk, it makes me think about just how hard friendship can be. There are all these unspoken rules, have each other's backs, be kind. But when you throw money in, something with its own rules, it can be hard to show up in the same way, and frankly, to be the kind of friend you want to be. All right, that's all for this week's show. As always, if you have a thought or want to share a story idea, you can reach out to me and the team at uncomfortable at marketplace.org. This is Uncomfortable is me, Rima Grace, Megan Dietry, Haley Hirschman, Peter Balanon-Rosen, and Daisy Palacios. With production help this week from Maria Koremji. Our intern is Daniel Martinez. Tony Wagner is our digital producer. Drew Jostad is our engineer. Editing by Sarah Kramer. Star Nieves is the executive director of On Demand. And Deb Clark is the senior vice president and general manager of Marketplace. And our theme music is by Wonderly. All right. I'll catch y'all next week.
3: I appreciate you guys having me. Um, and if you want to see more of me, check out www.darkjusticeshow.com.
2: I mean,
0: Say it. Say it. <laughs> say it. Go for it.
3: If you want to see more of me, check me out on www.darkjusticeshow.com. <laughs>